Hi, I'm Daniel Torres Dwyer, and welcome to Alice International's Career Success Podcast. There's no doubt that supply chain and logistics are going through a major transformation, and the demographics isn't an exception. In a space that used to be dominated by males, women have gained territory in the last decades. Globalization has also contributed to diversifying the supply chain community. To speak about this topic and its implications, we've invited Flavia Sebastiani, currently a VP at DHL Brazil, to speak about this topic and understand as well her personal experience and advice. Hi, Flavia. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? Hi, Daniel. I'm doing great. Thank you. Let me also thank you for this opportunity to share my experience with you today. It is really a big pleasure. It's a pleasure, Flavia. And actually... Further to what I was saying before, uh, we'll speak about diversity today, but I think that to guide the listeners through what we're going to speak, I think it would be great if you could give us a brief summary of your career so far, your experiences both in Brazil and internationally and in leadership within supply chain. Sure. So, well, I'm a chemical engineer, uh, also a bachelor in international relations. I have an MBA in general management. I'm half Brazilian and half Italian, and I have started my career 20 years ago as a supply chain management trainee of a big international FMCG company in Brazil. So I've developed my career to become a complete supply chain leader. Uh, I was willing to have a broader view of the end-to-end supply chain, but having a deep understanding of each process of it, which would uh, enable me not only to operate, but also to transform for more efficiency. So I have had the chance to lead manufacturing, planning, procurement, logistics, customer service, in several very interesting and relevant positions. Mm-hmm. Also having local, regional, and global scopes. And I have been, have been able to capture different perspectives of the business. So I have also been expatriated to Switzerland in a global procurement role and to Chile as a supply chain lead for that country, where I could finally apply the experience together in, to lead the end-to-end supply chain. So currently, I am the Vice President of Operations of the lead logistics company of the world, responsible to run the consumer business in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this position, I am not only responsible for leading the operations, but also have the full accountability over the P&L of that business. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So you've done the move from FMCG to 3PL, so to speak. That's correct. So I've, I've come to the other side of the table just to, to have a different perspective from supply chain as well. And this has been quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And how has it been for you to be a woman in supply chain, Flavia? What um, differences or uh, pros and cons do you see also from when you started your career till now? So uh, when I began my career, being a supply chain woman was quite an exotic thing, at least mm-hmm. in Latin America. So the, the absolute predominance of men in supply chain made it a difficult environment to, to apply a naturally different management style. And women in supply chain had to copy the men's styles rather than being free to adopt their own way of managing business. Uh, fortunately enough, I think the amount of women in this career path has increased over time. And now it is becoming more and more common to see women in leading supply chain positions, which is great. The most common thing said is that women will, will lose productivity time or, uh, due to maternity leaves and uh, that that productivity will be impacted for a couple of years mm-hmm. during that period, which is true most of the time. But what is a couple of years compared to 30, 35 years of service? 
I think that companies that understand and respect women during that period will have a great chance to have them as happy and motivated members for a long, long time. The ones who don't will certainly lose potentials over time. Yeah? One thing that a woman tends to have is, is a better work and life balance. And, and this usually changes the dynamics of the teams where they are inserted. Mm-hmm. However, it is difficult and unfair to generalize the style of men and women. So because they depend not only on gender, but also on cultures and personalities. But, you know, diversity as a whole, not only gender, bring more value, uh, variables to the table, which is, which is, is something that makes the, the business environment richer. It brings different approaches to the business, also because it starts to represent in a better way the society beyond the business walls. You know, the world is changing fast, and having a diverse team where the different groups of society, where the business is inserted, are represented in the business, this will make adaptation and strategy development an easier and faster process. And, and this means a competitive advantage in the longer term to guarantee business sustainability. So, so diversity is a plus. It's not something that you need to incorporate for anything. It's just, it's just a business need. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, um, what do you think that in supply chain specifically, what type of advantages or pros can you bring to an organization as being a woman in supply chain? I mean, it's, it's, it's a different management style. So supply chain is usually a, a very uh, uh, man type of environment. And, and women in, in supply chain, they bring more uh, a kind of aspect to take care of people, to understand more the complexity. So by having complexity uh, from home and, uh, and also in business, I mean, uh, women can also be able to manage more complexity and more variables in the work as well. So, so it's a different type of approach to the same problems that supply chain has. It's, it's much more about creativity, but you know, Daniel, it's very hard to make it general. Yeah, so very true. Styles, different cultures, but I mean, it's, it's a different perspective so also in this type of environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my, my takeaway, if I had to have one from what you've just said to the last answer, but also on diversity as a general, as a general is it really diversity, what it really helps to see problems and also find solutions from a lot more angles. Exactly. So, so the companies cannot be an entity where only a part of the society is represented. So you need to have the mix of the, the whole society inside your business to have a broader view and understand better the environment you are. So whenever you just have a part of it, so just being it gender, being it race, being it ethnicity or any other thing, so this limits a lot the type of response that you give to the market where you are inserted. So, so you need to have the minorities or at least the same percentage of the population of that society represented in the business. And this makes a different business and it makes it richer as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right now, Flavia, you're a vice president, which is somewhere which a lot of executives would like to get to in terms of label. Um, what advice would you give to other women in business or specifically in supply chain that are at the early stages of their career or at the mid-management level? What's the secret recipe uh, that you use to progress in your career? Yeah, I, I don't think there is a, a, a secret recipe anyway. But I would say <laughs> well, it's not secret uh, anymore since if you share it here. <laughs> <laughs> 
but, but I, I mean, I would say that everyone needs to speak to its values and beliefs, you know. So being somebody in your professional life, sacrificing your personal style in life is, is not something that is sustainable. And if this happens, you won't achieve your best potential and, it, and you won't enjoy as much the ride as you could. So if you are a woman, if family is important for you, organize your agenda to be able to attend your children's school presentation. Uh, be home to put your children to sleep if this is important for you. So don't lose this moment because they will make you feel more energized to make a difference in your professional life. So people are different in their needs and, and the diversity has a lot of value to the companies. Don't try to be pasteurized to a certain model. Follow what is important for you and, and you'll be a professional that the companies will dream about because you'll be very productive, you'll be healthy, you'll be motivated. So, so, and I and I fully recognize it's not easy to make everything fit into your daily agenda. After all, especially if you are a woman, sometimes you have to prioritize and delegate to others. So, what I would recommend is to develop your work scheme to accommodate what is essential, and develop a good team to help you manage what you can do. Uh, you can do alone. Yeah, don't feel guilty. Actually, you learn that uh, selecting the relevant results to deliver in the time you have available you notice that this is exactly what you need to become a great professional. So, so make choices. Make choices and, 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 uh, and uh, enjoy the ride, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, that's great advice. And you worked, as you said before, in Brazil, but also in Switzerland. I know that there you managed an international team, but at the end of the day, Diversity is a bit everywhere um, when you're managing different types of personalities, but even more so when it comes to different genders, nationalities, etc. How did you manage diverse environments in your global career and experience? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question, actually. So I have always heard the questions regarding gender diversity. It's very hot on the agenda now, so everybody wants to talk about gender diversity. But, I mean, the diversity of cultures across countries was a very, very special experience in my career, and it was a highlight. So when I used to run the global procurement team, I had direct reports in eight different countries of the world, from the U.S. to Singapore, which is crazy because of time zones, but is amazing as an experience. So uh, this required for me being a much more flexible leader. So, so I had to understand the different motivational drivers for each, each culture, as well as their ways of working, you know, the unsaid rules of each working environment to be able to have their best performance. So, so I needed to adapt to them rather than adapting to me. So, mm -hmm. and adapting the leadership style and approach, having the sensibility to respect their values and beliefs, uh, but also pushing the bar up was a very challenging opportunity. And, and to leave diversity in a different perspective, this made me a stronger professional, yeah, and, and this was not only because of the delivery of, of business results across countries, but yeah. I could see business from at least eight different perspectives from mine. Yeah. And everybody has a different perspective to, to business, and, and this made every decision very rich. I, I strongly recommend it to anyone. It is, it is an amazing and eye-opening experience. You cannot be the same professional after you, you really... Uh, live in different cultures. So, so this, for me, is real diversity applied to business. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And just to add a bit on this, given the different points of view that you had, was it more challenging to come to decisions and apply them? 
Actually, at the beginning, uh, until you understand the drivers of people, yes, it was because sometimes being in a culture that it's very direct, it's easy to take a decision. So you just yeah. put, you put the point in and that's it. But in some of the cultures, you really need to push people through, make them, them join the discussion, buy-in, and then make them come to a common decision. Otherwise, they don't have the buy-in and they won't apply and they won't execute it. So uh, you really need to understand what is in there. Sometimes it's not important the speed of the decision-making rather than the process of making them be convinced that this is the best approach to the business you want to have because it's more solid, it's more robust. So it's, it's again, it's, you really need to understand the dynamics of each culture that the business is in. And uh, it doesn't matter if the decision is being taken in a country like uh, Switzerland, uh, which mm-hmm. is very direct to the point. But if it needs to be applied in, in, in China, for instance, you need to consider the business environment and the type of approach you need to take to China. So, and, and this is the rich part of it. So you really need to be a very flexible leader to adapt to this type of thing. And you learn a lot in this process. Yeah, you cannot be the same person at the beginning, at the end of this process. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And I'm sure that you learn a lot in this process. Well, look, Flavia, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for sharing not only your career, but also your thoughts, your honest thoughts on leadership, on diversity, and also for the advice that you've given to our listeners. It was a pleasure. Thanks, thanks so much. I want to thank you again for the opportunity of being with you today, and I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Thanks for this. 